Welcome to Alter Your Comics Presents. I'm Alex. And I'm Jared. And it's just the two of us today, Jared. It's going to be a quick one, I think. Uh, maybe. We'll see how it goes. So. We'll see how much we can come up yeah. with and stretch out. The running gag is, if Adrian's here, we'll hit an hour at least. No problem. <laughs> I mean, last week's episode was just me and Adrian. It was like close to an hour and a half. True. So, I mean, yeah, we can, we can talk forever. That's that's the truth. But welcome back. Glad to see that you're feeling better. Yep. I'm, I got over my head cold pretty quickly, actually. It only lasted for a couple days. But... That's not bad. So... Did you have to go back to work Friday, or did you take Friday yeah, off? Yeah, I went back to work uh, Friday. At that, a, point, at that point, you should just play it safe and taking that day off work, too. Well, we got a board meeting coming up, uh, so. Yeah. At least that way they know that you were sick, since you were willing to come back Friday. You, you well, didn't just take the half of the week off. Honestly, since I've started there over five years ago, I've pro- I don't think I've used a full week of sick time. So, <laughs> if I go home sick, they know it's legit. It, it's legit. <laughs> yeah, I know. They know I'm not feeling well, and... <laughs> Sometimes you just need to go home. Yeah, I got back Friday, and they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. There's work that needs to be done. Exactly. So, So. well, that's good, though, that you're doing better, then. Yep. So. Yeah, and this week, um, we're going to talk about things that are old that would be cool that we continued on in comic books. Uh, It's a what if, basically. Like, what if this were continued on? Um, Last, and the inspiration for this was we were sitting around Tuesday, you know, Yesterday, the day before, like, oh, what should we talk about tomorrow? I was like, well, the new Ghostbusters is coming out soon. How about an old franchise that would be cool to see continued on? And like, cool, Yahtzee. I mean, so it's good enough. I'm and we're rewatching. Laura and I are rewatching Ghostbusters. Uh, I haven't seen it since I was like once. Or t- I only saw it like once or twice when I was very little. I don't remember oh, hardly any of it. We watched the first one this past weekend. Probably watched the second one this weekend, and then next week was when the new one comes out. So it'll be. Pretty good timing for that. Yeah, I've seen it more recently. Um, when you're older, you kind of catch some of the quick jokes, like uh, some one innu- that, yeah, some innuendos and yeah, stuff that you don't. Then there was one. Uh, I don't remember where they're at in the movie, but he's like, "Listen, do you smell that?" <laughs> yeah. Know, like, what? <laughs> that one caught me off guard when I was a bit older, and <laughs> I still chuckle at that. Well, it's like <laughs> watching any you know quote recent show adult or kid shows like oh they definitely throw jokes that go over the kids heads like yeah. okay at least the parents that are forced to watch this they can get some enjoyment yeah out of it, so and yeah just also something like you know there's some things that they were in there like oh it's just dated to that time like i don't know what that reference is like right. i don't i don't even know it's a reference even right you're just like okay that wasn't funny <laughs> right and then other people are like oh that's hilarious like uh, okay sure yeah so, anyway, enough with Ghostbusters. So they're they're doing that. They've they've done that in comic books for a long time too, since the since the movies. Um, but let's do some other things. Uh, how about you go first on your list? What is the first thing that you think would be a cool adaptation, weird twist, whatever that was if it were done in comic books today? Actually, I think uh, one of the cool things could be the Twilight Zone. Okay. And just because there, it's infinite possibilities and i think that it would be really cool if they did it in four to five issue story arcs not ongoing or anything like that like the old the original show every episode was different it had different actors i mean you had one with a uh, captain kirk in a plane with gremlins it's an know. anthology series yes or captain kirk another one was um i don't remember what it was exactly but there's he was in this diner with this booth and there was this little uh i don't even know what it was it looked like a little box with the devil horns and it was like a little fortune, it was like a little fortune yeah. teller sort of thing. Yep. And he couldn't leave the booth. You know, it was just so different and very, very old school science fiction. And for and you, I young love ones, that stuff. it wasn't Captain Kirk proper. It was William Shatner. No, it was William Shatner. So, but yeah, I mean, that could be cool. They kind of do a similar thing right now in the series Silver Coin. Yeah. Where it's just, it's this weird coin that is doing, creating weird, you yeah, know, things. You can do so much different things and your storytelling is unlimited you're not you're not like shackled to a certain universe like dc comics you're shackled with superman you could do whatever you wanted with a twilight zone series i I feel like they have done those a couple off and on yeah they have done some and i don't think they were really sold very well it's but i think it's hard to translate from tv show to comics i think there is a way to do that it's Kind of like the old tales of suspense, and right? That like it's the the eerie comics and like right. all that horror stuff. That but you've got to have some comics with good storytelling and good dialogue. Yeah, if you're going to do a series like that. But there's so much potential with a Twilight Zone comic that could be continued from the old show. You know, 
narration would be pretty easy from beginning of the comics to, you know, wrapping it up with narrators and everything like that. I think those would be a lot of fun. It'd be kind of like a horror what if. Yeah, kind kind of. of. More science fiction. More science fiction what if, yeah. To me, it was very, very old school science fiction and a lot of what ifs. Like the last man on earth, he's able to go into a library at the end of the episode. He breaks his glasses, you know. And there's just so many things that they could do. Yeah. So. That could be cool. Yeah. Uh, One on my list is Gilligan's Island. Um, And the way I would have it reimagined in the comic book is, instead of, you know, the weird zany humor that they hit at the time, I think it would be a perfect, like, psychological horror story, almost like. Because, I mean, if you think about it, it's a crew, you know, with Gilligan, Skipper, and I forget how many guests. Six guests? Let's see. A, hand, a handful and Mary. Yeah, a handful <laughs> of guests. Um, but I would the way I would pitch it would be okay. So we got Gillian's Island. You know, they're on the cruise. You got the billionaire and his wife, the model, the hometown girl that is just you know, like say she won a prize to get the the cruise, that or the eight hour tour. Sorry, that not the cruise, a tour. Uh, and the professor that's doing some weird, you know, pollution maybe even experiments or whatever. Yeah. They shipwreck, crash, then do like a almost like a saw story kind of story where they're almost trapped on this island trying to figure out how to get out there and something or like kind of make sure of Gillen's Island and lost. Like there's this weird yeah. conspiracy. What's going on? And the professor, in my pitch, the professor would be the one that is like manipulated everything. I would say the skipper. Well, see, I the skipper is a good one because he was you know in control of the boat, but. I, I say the professor because look at all the inventions that he did in the show, the, the Gilligan's oh, yeah, Island. The coconut radio. The radio, bicycle, whatever. How come, how could he make all these weird things but not make a boat to get off the island? That's and, true. So like, oh. He doesn't want to leave the island. Right. Like, oh, we tried, like he's like, was going to make glue or something to patch up the boat. Well, just make a new boat. I mean, at that point, if you're, if you can do a coconut radio, you can make a boat. Yeah. Like it, it's not that much to make a sailboat at that yeah. point. So they used all that material to make huts and stuff like that. Don't right. want to make the boat. So if you have Mr. and Mrs. Howell, you know, the old rich couple that are fighting over everything, uh, you could have the movie star just, you know, out of her element thinking like, this is some, okay, where's Ashton Kutcher? Where's the punk? You know, yeah. what's, what's going to pop out of that? Uh, the Marianne, just a random farm girl or whatever, just, out and about and if you're gonna do kind of a horror mystery type of you might need to add a couple red shirt type characters to get killed off maybe but i'm I'm thinking so professor set it all up and then gilligan is one that's his his henchman and so gilligan isn't the henchman to the skipper and he's the real henchman to the professor because how often did gilligan screw things up and break things well someone's manipulated so he's He's doing this for a reason. Ooh, they get a chance to get off the island. Gilligan screws up again. Right. Ah. So if he's the one secretly working for a professor that is orchestrating this weird social experiment, whatever, then I think that'd be a cool, weird yeah. twist. And they did some good stuff with um, not making it too adult, but when they kind of did Scooby-Doo Apocalypse and stuff like that, they kind of right. reimagined it. For- Absolutely. You know, old an older generation that could be a lot of fun. So with why not Gilligan's do Island? Gilligan's Island, but the Ion Island is a skull. Yeah, because there you go. Yeah, I, I, I think that'd make a great comic book cover right, right there. I, I think that'd be a cool, weird twist of yeah. that. Of like, okay, this is this is weird, but I kind of like this. Yeah. So that's that is my quick sales pitch of Gil- I know you said Gilligan's Island was on your list. I don't know what you're trying to do with Well, it. we had talked about that yesterday, oh, that's and that's right. the only reason it was on my list, so we wouldn't forget it. Okay. So, so yeah, that, that's my elevator pitch of, okay, Gilligan's Island as a horror book. That so, would be really good. It'd be really weird. Yeah. I don't know. Depends on if I'm, like, actually writing or not, or someone else is, it'd be really weird. Yeah. It'd have to be. Yeah. You know, if you're doing Gilligan's Island and you're not doing a comedy, you know, type of show... You're doing more of a psychological horror thriller. Right. You have to make it a little weird. I mean, and if you look at the Gillian's Island on paper, that should be a horror or a, yeah. a drama at least. It's it not. Should. It's definitely not a comedy. No. It is a drama through and through. So have that. Almost like, survival horror. Right. So then, uh, 
all sorts of ideas coming yeah, out. Yeah, a lot of potential with that. So, yeah, that that is my first one is Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Uh, what is your second one on your list? Uh, another one on my list was ALF. Oh, and ALF stands for? Alien Life Force. Hey, you remember. Yep. Good job. And he eats cats. Here, kitty, kitty. But I don't know what kind of a <clears throat> comic I would want, you know. At first, my thought was, oh, like an Archie-style comedy you know, that could work. A wholesome yeah, family. But at the same time, you're dealing with an alien life form. You, there's a lot of potential with science fiction. You could get government agents involved. Almost like a... Um, Almost like E.T. even. Yeah, or a resident alien, but with Alf, you know. And they could throw some jokes in there about him being a puppet and stuff like that, but... Or be like a cartoon came to like almost like a who frame Roger yes. Rabbit within the comic book. Okay. He's a cartoon that came to the real world. Yeah. Some, it could be something like that. There's a lot of potential there. Like I can't pinpoint which direction I would want to see, you know, but it could be a, a I mean, they could do a science fiction action type of comic with that. I mean, an alien life form, but I kind of like the idea of keeping him in the house with the family and him going after cats constantly, you know, Oh, if like the family, if, like once one of the family would work at like a local shelter, animal yeah. shelter or something, or like missing cats, right? <laughs> or almost it, it, they could do something kind of like they did with Paper Girls, have more child casts or characters, and you know, a lot of interaction with that. Yeah. So there's a lot of potential with that too. Well, an elf that reminds me of Marvin the Martian. Yeah. Too. Like if it'd be really hard. Slash impossible to capture uh, Robin's Robin Williams essence in yeah. comic book, uh, but that could be another like okay maybe he's there to take over the world and he's using his comedy to def- again like hey, Robin Williams the, you mean Mort Mork Mork yes Mort Mork Mork and Mindy yes I think it's Mork, Mork. Oh, sorry yeah not, not yeah. Marvin Marvin Martian's Looney Tunes well, that's right so, so yeah Mork and Mork Mork and Mindy so had Mork be an alien invader yeah and like all right well and use we, like he's trying to it'd be very similar to Resident Alien uh, yeah, have so him, it'd it, be the first uh, boot on the ground to destroy right. Earth you know so the moral of that story is hey guys if you like that idea check out Resident Alien which is a comic book that's as right well, and, and a TV show. show the show is really good the show turned me onto the comic. I really enjoyed the comic. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm thinking this art. I mean, if we did Happy Days, like, I mean, we could do Happy Days in the comics. It'd be very much similar to Archie. Just, yeah. It'd be like an Archie or, style um, of comics. Kind of like what they did with River, Riverdale, you know? Yeah. The show turned into the comic, made it more yeah, but, adult soap opera-y. Uh, but that didn't, I don't know, for me that didn't translate super well to try to make Not it more really. modern. So And you, maybe you can't do something modern like that, but... But if they kept it the classic, you know, just, you know, with the Happy Days style, Fonz, I mean, I, I or, or if they did an aged up Happy Days, like Sad Days, the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, all right, that cast oh, then another, what is it, 40 years later, them, like, them, like, recap, and you still have Henry Winkler, still have Ron Howard, like, everyone that's still alive as their characters, where they are now. Full-grown adults With and senior citizens see if, see what they're doing running around. Like, even though they just do, like, a miniature, you know, mini arc, like, this is what they are now. This is where, you know, life turned out. Does um, Joni still love Chachi? We'll find out. I mean, it, why not? Yeah, why Anything's not? possible. I mean, yeah. in the world of everything getting rebooted or sequels or hey, spinoffs. Put something like that on a streaming service so we can watch it when we have time. Right. Yeah, that's it, not something I'm going to... Rush to the TV too, but I'm like, if I'm flipping through, I'm like, that might, I'd watch that. But yeah, if they did like a mini or a maxi series on TV yeah. for one season, and then we get the comic books of the actual each decade as they grow older and everything, that'd be cool. So let's see. Happy Days originally aired in the in the seventies. Seventies? I thought it was 80s? in the eighties because I mean it was, it was color TV though. It was color. It was in yeah, color. Yeah, it was probably eighties. Uh, so I was thinking An- Ron Howard was a kid on Andy Griffith, and that aired in the 60s, so it had to be late 70s, 80s. So let's just, for sake of math, it was aired in the 80s, took place in the 20s-ish? Or no? No. No, it was in the 40s. took place in the 40s-ish. Might be 50s. 40s or 50s. So that was a good 30 years apart. So now, if they did it now, let's see, 2020, it took place in the 90s. Happy Days in the 90s, then. 
It'd with, be kind of cool. I mean, that'd be weird. Like, yeah, it'd be, I think it'd be kind of fun. They'd be sitting around watching Seinfeld and Frasier and kind Cheers. Of on that note, I uh, saw something online. I don't know if it's true, but are they doing like a '70s show? They're doing that '90s show. Yeah, they're doing a sequel. Okay. Uh, I think it's on Netflix. Is where it's going to go. Is that okay. '90s show that's going to be following the main characters? Uh, kids with Red and Kitty, right? Yes. So it'd be Red and Kitty's grandkids that are staying with them for the summer. As long as Red's there, putting a foot in someone's but yeah it should be i mean yeah i'm i'll check it out i'll check it out too yeah so uh next on my list is the brady bunch if we get a modern retelling of brady bunch um it'd be kind of like modern family where they're probably instead of just you know two white couples with you know six kids amongst them like okay we'll have a little more diversity you know uh and i they probably wouldn't have a maid this day and age i don't know uh I mean, Alice made the show, so if we had... Yeah, you... you ah. I don't know if you could get rid of that character, though. Or not... It'd be, it'd be tricky. Yeah, I think you could do it, but that's... Like, if you don't have an Alice character in there, there's going to be a hole in that story. I mean, potentially. It, it'd be hard to tell. Yeah. I mean, but you figure, okay, we have the Brady Bunch-ish now. I mean, with them with all the different cell phones and stuff. Oh, so the opening credit sequence, they'd be FaceTiming on their phones or Zoom conferencing oh, instead yeah. of like, the, why are these random squares? We're <laughs> looking at each other. Well, if it ends up like, if it ends with the credits of that opening credits and it has like someone logging off, the, like closing the window, like the Zoom window, then that would make sense then. It would finally make sense to why were the, all the Brady's in those squares? It I would. mean, <laughs> it didn't make any sense at all before. Um, but yeah, we can see some modern retelling of the Brady Bunch. Um, cause why not? I, that's, I mean, it's, it's a timeless show. Really. Yeah. I mean, well, not timeless per se, but the, the no, stories but are timeless yeah. with the, you know, sibling rivalries yep, and, and all that growing up and mm, stuff. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Jan, Jan, Jan. Yeah. Football in the face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, if they did redid like the football in the face cover, like, make that a variant oh, cover yeah. of like getting hit in the face of the football. But, oh, have like the holographic face, you know, cover oh, where you'd yeah. see the football hitting the face, you know, when you flip it back and forth. <laughs> That would be cool. Like I, I would buy that cover I mean, alone just yeah. because, because they could do the one version that could be the comic book characters of them. The other one could be the actual scene from the show, the original show yeah. of the football hitting her face. It'd be great. Yeah, that would be fun. So Brady Bunch could be. I think that could be a, a weird one. But yeah, it'd I, be cool. I, I would like to see that as a comedy. Yeah, that one. That one would have to stay as a comedy. Yeah. I think. I don't think it would work as anything else. I mean, nope. If you Modern could do Family a drama. And the closest thing we have to that is Modern Family these yeah. days. And that's, I mean, that's, I say these days, it's been done for a couple of years now. Right. But that that lasted however many seasons. So why not have an old school, all right, Brady Bunch. And we can even still draw, they can even keep it in that era and just do more stories at that time. Yeah. Uh, they can finally see what happened to the dog that just disappeared midway through the first oh, like yeah. season. It just like randomly gone, gone mm-hmm. forever. Kind of backing up to Happy Days. With, uh, his older brother. Yeah. That went, went upstairs, upstairs and never came down. Yeah. So, yeah, Brady Bunch. Yeah. What else is on your fun. list? Um, I thought a horror comic of the Munsters. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, Munsters is basically Adam's family. Yep. Just with a horror, but keep comedy in it. You know what I mean? Almost keep them the monsters of the town, but... Well, would they be the only monsters, though? Or could we actually do, like, a group of monsters then, too? Like, it wouldn't be I just the could, monsters. I, I mean, think you could do... Have them in a small town or have them in a town like they were in the show, uh, surrounded by normal people, and then have the mummy or the wolfman or some classic monster. The invisible characters. man. Yeah. You know. Because I mean, we kind of see that with the Elvira stuff. I yeah. mean, that's still going on in comics. Oh, yeah. So yep. I can see them do that. I mean. But I think they could make it a bit more horror like, like Grandpa's a vampire. Have him go eat somebody, you know? actually expose that yeah. the monsters that they all are right and except, oh and except I, for herman well i don't keep I'll, herman the bumbling well he is i mean he's frankenstein's monster which will always was yeah. kind of a bumbling monster yeah but i would say have the story follow from the point of view of penny like the normal oh, of the yeah. family like have it focus yep. on her like it's her diary Always thinking or whatever. That she's the outcast, but really she's the. Or no, she knows that she's not the outcast. Right. Where she knows that in the real world, she's one of she's, everybody else. Yeah. And like when she goes home, like have it like go home each series or whatever, be like home for the summer or something like yeah. home from spring break on college or like because she's 
18, 19, whatever. Right. Have that. Like, all right, time to go back to my family. Like, oh, if she brought, like, it was her going back home with her fiance, meeting the family for the first time. That would be As, like, a five-issue miniseries. That'd be fun. Yeah. That could work pretty cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. So I thought their monsters could, there's a lot of potential with that. Yeah. Uh, Next up on my list is MASH. Oh, it's, MASH would be kind of cool. It's been a long time since we've had a good, like, war comic yeah. story. and that could, there's so much in that. Right, like, it would, and I would still stay, keep up the characters that are in the show. Yeah, I would too. But I would almost modernize it just to, for, I mean, we could keep it with the Korean War, or update it to, let's say, Desert Storm, or, you know, something like that, like... All right, let's modernize it a little bit, or even just the war in Afghanistan or anything like that. Don't even have to do an actual war. Let's do a fictional war. Yeah, I mean, just do a fictional modern-ish war. Yeah. So that way you can still show the, that war is awful. Right. and yeah. You can do a whole bunch of war stories within know. that. Now that I say it out loud, though, out loud, though, I kind of would like to see them focus on an actual war. Well, I mean, war slash conflict. I mean, technically, yeah. the United States hasn't declared war no. in forever, so... But either way, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can, you can still, we need, we have not had a modern, quote, war story that's been a major hit in a very long time. No, not really. So yeah, MASH could be a cool adaptation. Yeah. They could do a lot of comedy in it, too. Keep a lot of the funny jokes and... Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot they could do. Uh, What's next on your list? Another one was, I don't know how it would do in comic form, was Quantum Leap. Okay. I mean, we've seen weird, I mean, yeah, we've seen a whole like, bunch of different yeah. sci-fi stuff, like the me you love, in the, or not the, the, we only find them when they're dead, right. where that and space like thing. I, I was thinking, like, how the art would portray the main character and Al and everything like that, and I'm thinking, you know, my thought was, they do a really good job when, in DC, when Dead Man inhabits somebody else's body. To show that there's like a character change or dialogue change or, you know, right. stuff like that. So I think you could do a little bit more with that in mind. Yeah. I don't know. There's Quantum Leap. I, I liked the show. I don't know how well it would translate into comics. I'll be honest. I never saw it. So I'm a bad soundboard on that one. Like, uh, it's, you it's know a the, show. You know the premise, though. Um, guy is basically... He's, Al is there, and he's basically gets transported into somebody else's body. Sometimes at horrible times in that person's life, or great times, you know. Yeah. And he has to help them out, and then he goes to, you know, once he's done a good job there, he goes to a different body. Gotcha. Much, and he he's a he possesses. Yeah. As he goes, he leaps from body to body, pretty much. Quantumly. Yes. Funny how that that's works the out. quick and dirty yeah. premise of it. That's a little more detailed than that, but. I, I think I remember that now. Yeah, I just for I, I, it's like, I know the name, but the premise is just yeah. But they now. could do you know him. Every single issue could be something different. He's in a different person's body. You he's know. a surgeon now, they or could, he's yes, a firefighter. They or, could touch on racism and yeah, you know how different people experience different things. You know, yeah. So they could touch on you know how what's it like being female in in the modern world or they could do a lot. Yeah. Just kind of write on how individual experiences would be. And that could be a very good serialized story that does have an overlapping story arc. Yes. Like it'd be quantum leap, you know, the firefighter, quantum leap, the medic, quantum right. leap, what, and then, so they're all one shots. However, right. they could tie together. Like you could see an overall narrative that right. connects them all together. And you could have his character who he's possessing at one time interact with p- previous characters, and you know, yeah. that could so, be good. Yeah, I think it could be. It, I don't know how well it would translate. Like I said, but I think it could be something to look at. There, there's potential there. Yeah. Uh, one thing I have on my list: uh, Night Rider. Like, if we had, oh, that could be cool. especially like. The I want like a book that focuses purely on Kit, not Mister Knight. I want Kit, his story or his his story of like you know the programming. Like okay, we're coming up with this AI. Okay, what are we gonna? Well, we have this AI, so it's just a plain computer. Well, but it's too powerful. It's you know you are limiting it by just putting a computer. Like it, it's not to its full potential. Okay, well now let's put it in a refrigerator. Well, that's still not that's like better, not quite there. 
then eventually work your way to the car and then the different types of cars even you could have it like a skynet where like okay now I'm in this car instead now in that car like multiple mr knights that yep. he's driving around for almost modernize it too with all the computers that are in modern cars right where he could where yeah. just bounce from wi-fi to wi-fi where, or something right where kit <laughs> is kit is like an alexa where yeah. it's just here, there, it's all, you know, yeah. that's that's just what it is. Or a Jarvis. Or a Jarvis, or a Google whatever. You know, yeah. it's a digital assistant, that basically. That could be fun. And then he could hijack different, like, oh, you see uh, uh, Mr. Knight, like, I forget what his actual name is. I know his Knight was his last name. I can't remember either. But, like, okay, I'm chasing this other car. You know, I can't find him. Okay, well, hold on. Okay, I see the car. I want to jump in the body. Then, like, talking... Kit talking to the other driver, that's the getaway driver, like, what is going on? And, like, lose control because yeah. Kit took over. Uh, be, I, and I would picture that as more like a James Bond. Like, keep it true to the show. Oh, yeah. But have it not David Hasselhoff and have it a little more modernized, James Bond, with have focusing on Kit, though, and not just, you know, one agent, but, like, multiple agents where it could hop to this, that, and the other, and... And that could be a good anthology series as well, where they're not necessarily all connected. Yeah. That Anything else on your good. list? Um, not really. I thought about like the the old st- buddy buddy cop shows, like Starsky and Hutch and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I read on like the A Team, like that yeah, could be another could be fun, right? Another action. One that I thought of that would not work very well. I, at least I could not come up with a good pitch. I love Lucy. I remember watching that all the time, oh. but I there's a lot of that that I don't think would. I mean, you could do it in black and white. I mean, we've seen Walking Dead in black and white, so you can keep that part true for I Love Lucy. But the comedy, do... it's a lot of physical comedy, which doesn't really translate super well in comics. No. Like I was trying to think, like, could that work? And no, not really. I, I think that one needs to stay where it's at. Yeah, because I don't I, think that would translate. Yeah. So yeah. So that is the Andy Griffith show. I don't think that would translate to be too too wholesome, too boring. Yeah. There's some. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is our quick list of things that we would like to see continued on. Maybe our sales pitch or someone else's, but Hey, if you take any of my ideas, I want credit and I want some money on that. Especially your Gilligan's Island. I kind of want to see that now. I think that one's a winner. I think that one's my best one. I started out the gate real strong with that one. Yeah. So, but yeah, moving on, we'll move to books that came out this week. I will say, uh, you know, after a half hour in, if you are new to the podcast, we normally try to do, you know, a subject matter, some comics, and then we've been talking about saga a lot lately. I mentioned that because we are on Facebook now. Facebook decided to do podcasts. So why are they doing it? I don't know. I'm not going to complain because this automatically upload to the store's Facebook page. So people can just follow it through Facebook now as well. That didn't know we had a podcast. Or they can listen to it on their own service. Whatever. But here we are, folks. Uh, to the next part, that is books that came out Wednesday, November 10th, 2021. Uh, the day before Laura's birthday. Happy birthday, Laura. Happy birthday. Uh, I'll tell you tomorrow, but in case you get to listen to it tonight, I don't think you should. But you might be able to. I don't know. See how your work is going. Anyway, <laughs> uh, books that came out this week. Jared, what is your uh, honorable mention or pick of the week? Whatever. Well... I'll be honest, I only got to read one comic this week, but I have a feeling it was going to be my pick no matter what, because it was really, really good. It was a good one. It's Robin and Batman, not one Bat- of three. Not Batman and Robin, nope. folks. It's Robin, Robin and gets Batman. The, Robin is the main character of this story. Yep. And this is Dick Grayson as Robin, and it's... I mean, they had you from the start. They they, yeah. pe- they had you pegged. Like, oh, it's a Robin story, and it's about Dick Grayson? Yeah. It's... Like, yeah. They knew who you, the, yeah, they, they to. catered to me. Now, the one thing that turned me off towards the beginning was the art. It's a little I rough. I didn't think, I didn't like the art at first, but as I'm halfway through the book, I'm like, it fits. It, so I think it works with this story because it's a bit grittier of a Dick Grayson story. It's, it's almost like, oh, so when you do the painting of just add water, it's like that flush, like yeah. watercolor style. I, I mean, the lines are still there, but like there's it's, some. Shading that's a little outside the lines right. or not fully completely shaded. Right. But th- I, I think it works with this story. I think it's really good. I think it does too because it is from the 
mind, or that you know, is is from Dick Grayson's point of view of an he, 11, 12 year old, thirteen year old. I thought, I thought he was, no, was it eight? I, or no, I'm thinking of Saga. My bad. Uh, but he's he is real young. Like yeah. his parents just died like a year ago. Yeah, and Batman's been training him. This is his first mission out, kind of. Not by himself, but... Uh, he's being supervised by yeah. Batman. Batman's watching. Okay, yep. let's see how but this training's going. Yeah, he's taking on a group of thugs who basically stop a, a meat truck. And they're stealing the meat out of it, is what I got. They're st- they're, he's stopping a robbery. Yeah. Stopping a robbery. He's stopping a robbery. So, but, you know, through the whole thing, Batman's, you know, criticizing and... Watch your technique. Yeah. You know, watch your left. Yep. What is the line? You're... So too busy focusing on the trees and you focus on the forest like look at the big picture yeah but uh there's some great you know batman kind of like grounds him pretty much and there's some great dialogue with alfred and it just kind of like the diary of dick grayson and who and what he wants out of life and you know does he think he's following the right person batman you know, he's a little cocky too. Yeah, which that's he's a cla- bit arrogant. That, that's classic Dick Grayson. Yeah, Dick Grayson's always been a little arrogant. There's a reason why they call him Dick Grayson, not Richard Grayson. Exactly. So, but yeah, I thought it, it was really good. It ends with a good cliffhanger, and it's only a three issue series, yeah. folks. It's written by Jeff Lemire too, which is well yeah. renowned for many things. Oh yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with the artist, um, Dustin Nyan Nugent. I, I don't know. Nguyen. Yeah, N-G-U-Y-E-N is how it's spelled as far as last name. I'm not familiar with the artist, but, I mean, Jeff Lemire, though, as the writer. Yeah. He, he has been known for many things that I just can't think of right now, oh, but yeah. just trust me, take my word for it when I say he's done a lot of stuff. Yep. But it shows, this comic really showed Dick Grayson's faith in Batman, yet there's some serious conflict between the two. I mean, he's he's a child. Yeah. I mean, they're not always going to agree on everything. No. I mean, no, he, but this was, they really captured both characters really well in this. And yeah, because it does show the trust between the two. Like yeah. they are for, and I want to say the trust between the three of them because Alfred is very present and like, oh, yeah. at one point, uh, Dick's leaving school. He's like, you know, this is the one part of the day, like, I'm always looking forward to the most because if Alfred picks me up, it means I'm just going home, doing my homework, whatever. But if Bruce picks me up, that means we're going out on patrol tonight. And then it's like, there's that. Oh, it's Alfred that picks me up. Yep. And he's all like sourpuss. Like, oh, I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. But that's because you were grounded because you did not, you broke free when you shouldn't have. Yeah. But it's it's a good story. It's a three issue low commitment. I subscribe to it myself. Yeah. Because like, okay, three issues. I like it. I, I want to see. I want to have more good stories. And this is my way of supporting more good stories. Yeah. And this is the best dynamic duo. Yeah. You know, this is Batman and Robin. The, the dynamic ba- yeah. yeah, the this Robin. This isn't Batman, Batman. And Tim Drake. This isn't Batman and his son Damien. This is Batman and Robin. This is the blueprint for it all. Yes. Without this, the rest would not have happened. Yep. So I love when they go back and tell old stories of Bruce and Dick as Batman and Robin together teaming, you know. Well, can't I, beat this. I loved how at one point uh, Dick was like, you know, he he wants these all dark costume shadows. Thought you can sneak up. He, that's what he wants me to be. All right, screw that. I'm going to be the bright, obnoxious, yeah. the exact opposite. I, I know this will make him mad. Yep. I know it will, but yeah. I don't care. And yep. Just the defiance of Dick Grayson, too. I mean, then you find out that <laughs> that defiance was misplaced because whatever. Yeah. That gets into the closest spoilers, but yeah. just check it out, folks. It is a great story. Three issues. That's the only issue one that's out. We have a bunch on the shelf right now. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Yep. Uh, yeah, it is. It is Mark's pick of the week. Jerry's pick of the week. It's my pick of the week in the store. So, but since we already talked about that a lot, I want to talk about another one that's my pick of the week here on the podcast, and that is Venom number one. Uh, it is written by Al Ewing and V. That's right. Uh, oh, we talked about that car- that person. Ram V is his name that is doing. So, this story takes place after King and Black. If you read the free comic book day issue. Of Venom, this picks up right after that, where Eddie Brock is either you know, the god of all the all the symbiotes around the galaxy, where in an instant they can just think about being in this other place. There, boom, he teleports his consciousness there. He takes control, and you know it starts with him like coming to a rescue beacon of a spaceship. Who knows how far away it is from Earth? Um, 
All I know is it says it was 12 hours ago because it does jump around in time a little bit from now to 12 hours ago. And some bad stuff happens, folks, where if Venom's involved, chances are it's going to get ugly. Even though this Venom is a good guy with Eddie Brock now, you know, the king in black, the god of all the symbiotes, bad stuff still happens. So there's two stories, one that follows Eddie and one that follows his son, Dylan, which is the new Venom. And it's pretty good. Like, I'll admit, I'm not a huge Venom guy. It's just, he's never been that done it for me. But I was reading this week. I was like, you know, this is, this is pretty good. I'm, I'm going to at least check out the next couple issues to see where it goes. Cause I'm curious to see what's going on with him and what's going on with Eddie and all that fun, weird stuff. Um, I'll, <laughs> I was talking to Mark today. I was like, well, I liked it better than the Venom movie that I saw this year. <laughs> and he's like, well, that's not saying a whole lot. Is it I'm like, well, it means more than what, what I'm saying there. Yeah. Uh, I just say just as you're flipping through it a little bit, the, I gotta say the art looks clean. It is. Yeah. It I mean, really good. It's pretty good. I, I, I like it. And like I said, if you read the free comic book day issue, this picks up right around that. If you haven't read it, then you should. Um, one thing I will recommend, though, if you want to get in on this, it's not critical, but it will definitely help, would be to read The King in Black, the main story, just to see what the whole symbiote god thing is. It's not 100% critical, but it would have definitely help. You kind of fill in a couple small blanks. Right. Like, okay, wh- what is this King in Black? What is this god of the symbiote? How does that work? Okay, well, this explains it. So, yeah, that is Venom number one. And I'm going to do a quick honorable mention, uh, Pennyworth number four, four of seven. I've liked them all so far. It's Alfred as a James Bond character. Like, it's fun mission. So. Yeah, that's, I'm going to, I'm probably going to pick that up at trade. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be seven I, issues, so that'll yeah. be a, that'll be a must have when it hits trade, I think. Yeah. So. Uh, again, if you are new to the podcast, we're going to change, we're going to do the next segment, which is a, spo- we're going to talk about saga for the last few weeks. We're going to continue that on, uh, with spoilers. We're going to do a deep dive of saga. We're currently on saga volume four, which covers issues 19 through 24. Um, where we've been reading each volume because, Hey, Saga's coming back in January. I believe it's the last week of January is when, when the final, when the final, when it finally the hiatus finally ends. It finally, finally, finally begins again. Now, do you know, have you heard anything to be like, is it going to restart as ongoing or are they doing like a six issue ending? As far as I know, it's as far as I mean, I know next to nothing about it other than I'm going to assume that's going to like the previous format will be, you know, one issue every month for six months. Have the issue for the trade come out for that month and then start again. Is my hope so? Like every seven months, a new trade will come out. Roughly, that's, that won't be bad at all. That's then. my hopes, at least. So, but let's start. Saga chapter nineteen, issue one, page one, panel one. It starts out. It reminded me of the, the start of the beginning comic, just a little bit more graphic. Yeah. So where there's a new birth. Yeah. So you know the very first issue, uh, Alana's like, "Am I pooping?" Yeah. It feels like I'm pooping, and it's her giving childbirth. This, you see the childbirth. Yes. And boy, is that graphic. Yeah. It's I mean, it's childbirth of a robot. One full-page spread. Yeah, where you see a lot. Yeah, um, everything. Yeah, yeah. You see the childbirth, and it's all natural way. We'll yeah. put it that way, folks. This is a clean podcast, but boy, did that start dirty with that issue. Like, hello. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it is childbirth where, hey, it is a new robot. And right. they don't really say explicitly of whose kid it is, but is you find out later that it is Prince Robot's son. Right. Prince Robot 4, who is on the planet Sextillion. Or... Or wherever that place is. I don't know if right, it's a yeah. planet. Uh, yeah. I assumed it was a planet, they don't know, might... They don't know where he's at. He hasn't right. reported in. They automatically call this child, hey, here's Prince Robot 4, and the mom's like, don't you dare. We don't know that he's dead. Right. Because you only inherit that name once, once the you... parent dies, and that's, right. you take over that title. So I think they missed something on the very second page on the panel at the very top where it's uh, he's holding the newborn baby and there's the umbilical cord. That should have been an HDMI cable. <laughs> I mean, or some sort of TV cable. That would be cool. <laughs> but I do like that the child has, uh, with the being a robot, has a TV screen. Yeah. And it's like a weird, like, not receiving signal. Like, it's too young to actually know... Whenever the you see the, we're experiencing technical difficulties, yeah, that's basically what the screen is showing. Which like that's that's fun. Yeah, 
but yeah, so given childbirth, then all of a sudden uh, jumps to young uh, Alana, or not Alana, young Hazel, where she's a toddler and she's playing in a jungle gym. Because if you remember the previous uh, issue of the series, it ended with a, some you know, sometimes we grow up fast, sometimes, you know, feels like a day, sometimes it feels like a lifetime. She's a toddler now. She's no longer a baby. She is, you know, talking, let's say, terrible twos, maybe, yeah. twos or threes. And it, uh, and Marco makes a friend, uh, an, a new playground friend, I guess. Yeah, he's pretty much bandaged up, kind of keeping a disguise because he is wanted. And he's, sort of. Sort of. I mean, they talk about that where if he was really wanted, his name would be plastered everywhere. Right. But they don't do that because... They don't want to let people know that... They're working together. One side of one army or a person in one army and the other both oh, right. got together and had a kid. But, so, yeah, he's still using the you know bandages like, oh, I'm a war veteran. Oh, that's why you cover your face. Yeah. Because you don't want to, you don't want to show your scars or whatever. Right. Which I mean, it's not a bad cover. It's not no. a good cover, but it's not a bad one. Right. People can't readily identify him then. Right. So he makes a new friend that is a dancer, dance instructor that has her kid playing at the playground. Also, and then we see Alana in this weird robot, like or not robot, a superhero costume that she's blasting like green laser beams out of her hand. Yeah, no, the first time I read this, I'm like, I didn't place that that was Alana. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no, I'm like, why are we jumping to these two? And then it was like an issue or two later where I'm like, oh. She was in costume. Yeah. Yeah, so she is on the circuit is what they call it. It's like their underground soap opera. Yeah, like a TV show. TV show, yeah. yeah. Can almost do like a, it's, to me, it's like you're putting on virtual reality goggles and you're being placed in a theater watching a play. Right. But yeah, I mean, she. They even said like, "Hey, you got to make a living somehow. You can't just run on. You know, the treehouse spaceship won't last forever. We need right. to find some sort of shelter." Yeah, they needed income, so this kind of gives her the opportunity to go out, but not be recognized because she's in costume, she's in a mask, a wig. Right. So she's hidden. undercover. Yeah. Uh, so she's doing her thing. They come back home. Alana and Marco are fighting like a lot because the stress of being. A stay-at-home dad and a working mom that can't see their kid. And, like, uh, what hurt the most is the end of that I- that issue. Uh, this is a story of how my parents split up. Yeah. Uh-oh. That, that's... Yep. Honeymoon's over. Uh, they are definitely done with their honeymoon period. Yep. So, uh, so then chapter 20, we find where Prince Robot is. Yep. He's on the planet Sextillion. And he is... Indulging himself. Yes. And he's his face, uh, the screen is all static. So it's almost like he's he's zoned he is zoned out so much yeah. he's not thinking of anything. No, it, but that's like a depressive like he just right. wants a distraction from life and everything. Right, and they're saying you know the uh, prince wants more. They're like, well, send him in. He's paying for it. Right, you know? send in more people. Well, then they find out like, hey, it's in the news. Like his child is born. Should we tell yeah. him? And like, nope. Our rule says unless something bad is happening to him physically, we can't tell him. Right. You know, Explicit orders not to tell them anything, which eventually they they may or may not go back on that. Right. Uh, then there's a little side story again about Alana and Marco. They're fighting, like fighting and she's acting and then finds out, hey, you know, it's a good good use for an actor. Drugs. Yeah. Drugs are good for actors. And she does does not hesitate to start taking them. She's like, oh, I'm not. What is it? Like, I'm not a square or something yeah. like that. Like, uh, and no one told me, but I'm so cool. I'm I'm susceptible to peer pressure. Like that's just right. I want drugs. I'm I can do the drugs that you mention, and she does, and it it is stronger than when she first took it. Yeah. So then there's a quick little scene of Marco hanging out with the new dance instructor with their with his daughter, and uh, yeah, it's it's more yeah. filler of. And them falling in love with you or flirting with each other. Right. And I wanted to point out, like, uh, every time Marco has her out, he's always covering up her wings and making it only look like she is of his race. Right. Because they are <clears throat> in a area that is 
Ne- uh, neutral, but or not neutral. They are sympathetic to their side, yes. to the horn side, not the wing side. Right. So, like, okay, well, then he can blend in, and she can blend in too, because yeah, just hide her wings. Right. And she she has wings and horns, so just sure, fine. Yeah. Uh, then we jump to Prince Robot's wife. I'm gonna say, uh, or at least the person he made the child with, and it does not go well with her. No, there's a um, janitor. Uh, yeah. Pretty much. At least someone that's under the, the guise of a janitor. Yeah. And I love how they, they differentiate between, like, the classes in this because the royalty have these slick-looking TVs. and The his high is like definition, a, full yeah. color. His is black and white. Yeah, his is black and white, and it has rabbit ears on it. Yeah. So, it, and, yeah, he uh, and, kidnaps Prince Robots' son. Yeah, and... And kills the mom. Yeah. <laughs> like. Stabs her right through her TV screen. Then you see them leaving like, oh, he just wiped out the, like, all the royal guard. Yeah. Like, he is not just a janitor with, he's not just an angry janitor. Like, he is military trained and ready yeah, to do. something else. Do some work. Right. And he also took out the uh, alligator. Servants. Yeah. The doctors or whatever you want to call the, them that was delivering the baby right. and stuff like that. And then you see him staring at the television, which the, an actual television, yeah. where they're watching the circuit. So like, oh, that's where Alana works. And that's why the story is relevant because, hey, there's more of that. Yeah. Uh, jump to 21. Alana's still not happy about her acting, acting and needing drugs and having to, what is it? Shameless promote different products like right. She has to do commercials and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, this is ruining the art." And the her drug dealer's like, "Honey, this is basically public access television. We need all the money we can get. Do the ad. It's fine. Like, it's what's needed to keep the. You know, we are not the most profitable business. Right. And it jumps to uh, Marco with the dance instructor. Um, Their kids are playing together um, with their. They keep going back and forth between pet and farm animal, their walrus. It's, yeah, it's their space walrus. Yeah. Where uh, the dance instructor said, hey, I get it, you're married, I'm married, but we have an understanding with my, uh, me and my spouse have an understanding, when you're not home, you live your own life. Like, oh, she's definitely full on. Like, yeah, we can have an affair. And he's not quite there yet no. to do that. Nope. But, uh after we have some good dialogue with those two, we jump back to the prince now, who is... Not even the prince. It's oh, no, the prince. it's not the prince. It's, it's um, more robot army. Yeah. That they're on their own spaceship, and then right. the janitor, you can t- he's just wiping out everybody. Like, he is a man of force. Like, they're not showing him with anyone else. It reminds me a lot of A New Hope, when Vader's coming through at the beginning, just, just mowing down everybody. And like, oh, that's what this dude is. He's just one dude mowing down everybody because he's on a mission and no one's going to stop him. Nope. Uh, at one point, the people on that spaceship like, hey, we know there's an you know, intruder. We need help. Like, no, there's no other ships. No, no. There are other ships. He smuggled aboard. He's already in the house. Like, yeah. the call is coming from inside the house. We need help. Yep. But uh, he's basically going to take the baby and go to the planet where they're broadcasting that public access show. Right. Because he needs, like, oh, I need to tell my story. This is the best way to right. get out to the masses. This will get the job done. Yeah. Uh, so that's his ultimate goal right now. Then we jump to back to the spaceship, the A story with the main family. And more dialogue, I guess. Like, other than you see yeah. Marco and Alana hook up and, uh, yeah. They, she's drugged out. She is high out of her mind. And, I mean... Yeah, they they do their thing. They do their married couple thing. Yep. Uh, then it jumps back to Prince Robot on Planet Sextillion getting drug and in, drug induced awakening of or drug cleansing, I guess maybe I don't know. Yeah. He gets woken up and they tell him like, "Hey, your kid's born. Uh, you know, he's been born for a while, but he's also been kidnapped. Sorry, we didn't tell you. Like it was like oh, three weeks ago, your kid was born. We yeah. didn't tell you, but that's our policy. Yeah, your wife's been killed. He doesn't care. Uh. He kills the slave mama son, whatever that yeah. was, the slave girl's owner. Like, he just straight up blasts her. Like, how did you not tell me this? And yeah, yeah. it ends with, I have to see a king. I, I have to see you, king robot, or something like that. Like, yeah. Have, all right. He's going to go see his dad. Yeah. Uh, chapter 22. 
It starts real weird, folks. Yeah, the ghost... Um, Isabel. Her? Isabel, thank you. Is uh, kind of doing a shape-shifting type of thing where she's entertaining uh, Hazel. She's showing a theory of how the universe was created. Yeah. And include as an angel, as a godlike character that is farting out galaxies. Yeah, which is messed up. Like, yeah, but the baby but, baby loves it. I mean, it's weird and colorful. So yeah. sure. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's weird. Uh, let me go back to more Alana doing her acting thing. Not a whole lot happening out of it, other than uh you find out one of the audience members is one of the writers from the previous volume mm-hmm. like oh it's the or not the writer the oh yeah the writer the the tabloid writer he's like oh wait uh i know that reference cuz she did a she referenced she improved a line that was from the a book the book that was from their favorite writer that died i forget his name he's dead now it doesn't matter yeah. <laughs> and they're starting to put strings together then we see King Robot. Who and is awesome. What a mighty king he is. Uh, He's like, a, his head is like a, what, 150 inch flat screen TV. <laughs> that is like showing the Niagara Falls, like yeah. in the full like capacity of the, no, no, not just part of the falls. No, this is the full, you get the full falls feeling. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like they per, they specifically chose like Niagara Falls like to show the gravity, like this is how big of a deal he is. Um, which makes me wonder, okay, so was he always born with a gigantic head or was it, be, did it grow because he became king or is that modified? I, I don't know. Who knows? I, I, I have some questions, but questions I don't really want the answers to. No. Like, I don't, I don't, because if I get the answer, I know it'll be the, all right, well, here's the graphic answer. Like yeah. they'll show it to us. And I, I don't want that. Uh, and then we see Prince Robot talking to, the winged agent guy that's been hiring all everyone to f- hunt down Alana Marco and uh yeah there's some dialogue not a whole yeah, lot yeah there's not much happens with this part uh, this this section kind of kind of dead stopped the story for just a minute a or little two. bit yeah it, yeah it was a weird choice but i mean so, but it, it's going it might, to build yeah it's going it may be building for the next volume or something and then jump to Alana getting home high on drugs and Marco finding out that she is on drugs yeah. and his oh vow of pacifism he breaks it a little bit briefly just by, a little bit by throwing groceries at her yeah and he's like how but, dare you be abusive but and, I think it was I, I, not justified but I understand where he's coming from because he's he asked her three or four times you know have you been high around our daughter Right, and she won't answer him. So, which, which means he knows yeah. the answer is yes. Yeah, so he gets angry and chucks the bag of groceries on her, and she's basically like, "Get out!" You know, that's abuse or whatever. And she's like, "How dare you yeah. hit me?" But I mean, even later on, like Isabel's like, "It was just groceries. It's fine." Yeah. Like, yep. I mean, even he, Isabel kind of scolds her. You know, I saw that. You, you know, were like, high out of your mind. Yeah. Like he has every right to because you. You're endangering your child, yeah. basically. And she's, you know, in her mind, it's like, that's, you know, that's where I draw the line, you know, no no hitting or anything right. like that. But then Isabel is like, yeah, my parents had a uh, don't cross the line rule about drugs, right. you know. And it definitely shows, like, going back to the beginning where it was foreshadowed, like, you know, this is where parents start to split up. Like, this is, you know, the rift that is happening between yeah. them where they're both getting frustrated, you know. He is flirting with this other girl. She is just high out of her mind, you know. I mean, she's doing it's supposedly for her work, which I mean, admittedly, everyone says that she does she does better while she's at, while she's high, but at what cost? Like, right. there's a difference between high for your job versus high all the time. Like right. you're and she was a user versus an abuser. After, yeah, she was taking the drugs when she got home, right. not when she was getting ready for work. But uh, yeah, she basically says, "Get out." You yeah, know, she kicks Marco out, and Marco leaves. So we then cut uh, to the um, TV production cast and crew getting mugged by the the Prince Robot. No, not Prince Robot. Well, by I'm the, the Prince uh, Robot. Prince Robot mugged oh, yeah. or maybe a kidnapper. Yeah, the the kidnapper. It basically just shooting everybody. Yeah, he kills them all except for one who the drug knows dealer. Who, the drug dealer who knows who Alana really is and basically says, "Yeah, you can do your broadcast thing or I've got a bigger score for yeah. you." Yeah. I can get you something much more valuable than airtime. Yeah. 
which uh, I don't know. At this point, I'm thinking like more drugs. Like <laughs> that's the impression yeah, I get. Yeah, I wasn't sure like, where she was going with that, but you find out pretty quickly. Right. So, so t- chapter twenty three. We only yeah. have two more left of this episode. Yep. Uh, it is Marco coming to the house of a half naked babysitter or dance instructor. Like, uh, she definitely thinks it's gonna be a booty call. Like, yeah. She's like, okay, you you finally thought on it. Yeah, I'm good. And he's like, oh wait, m- mistakes were made. Maybe maybe I should go home. And but yeah. before we get to that, we cut to Prince Robot the Fourth, who is now hunting down his baby. He found the spaceship that yeah. the janitor crash landed. Yep. Like he's, he is hot on the trail. Yeah, he's hot on the trail. He knows that his baby's alive because he finds dirty diapers. Um, so he's on the trail. And um he does catch up to them, but it's a little later. Um we cut back to where the drug dealer is telling uh, the kidnapper about Alana and Marco and everything like that. And Hazel like, like tells them tells him everything. Right. She's like, "You are upset because you know this war killed your kid, but what people don't care about that. But, I mean, it's sad, but no one will actually think about it. What you really need is real change, and that's what this is. That's what. Yeah. It's like here's a bigger score for you. Right. And he is so tunnel vision. He does not care. Nope. He is my way is the correct way, no matter what. I don't care. Yep. And it's like, uh, nope, if you're not going to help me get on television, I don't care. Pew, pew, pew. Shoots her and leaves her for dead. Yeah. But he does kind of uh, come to his senses just a little bit and realize the drug dealer may have been right. So he does eventually go after them. Eventually. Yeah. Uh, Then we go back to uh, Isabel chewing out Alana. Yeah, that was such a good scene. Isabel... Ah, man. Alana's sitting there, you know, you don't know what it's like about being a soldier and having nightmares and doing this crummy job. And she's like, I don't know about war. (laughs) I was killed in this war. Right. You know, and you don't think I know about love. I died because of this. And like, yeah, you don't know what you have until it's gone. Trust me from speaking from as a dead perspective, you've got a good thing. Go apologize before it's too late. And of course, then Alana takes more drugs. Yeah. Because she doesn't she's bad at coping with anything. So, yeah, we do get uh, uh, Marco after that uh, is at the dancer's house. She's, you know, trying to initiate the booty call. But uh, he's just like, no, I love my wife. I got to go back to them. I'm going to leave. Well, I think he was into it until he saw Hazel's toy. Yeah, Hazel's toy And that just like snapped him out of it. Like, okay, no, she can't sleep without, she will not sleep without this. Like, I have to bring this back. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And then he leaves the house. Cuts to Hazel screaming, crying, throwing a fit about her toy. All of a sudden, there is the robot that is there to do some bad stuff. He's or the robot hijacker. He's ready to like steal the kids, steal everything. Yeah. And Hazel's like, all right, you want to do this? Too bad. Blast off. Like, it's time to leave. It is time to take the spaceship and get out of well, here. Well, before she does that, I do want to point out that... Um, uh, Isabel shapeshifts her ghost form into this hideous monster trying to scare the um, kidnapper away. And I thought that was such a great pivotal thing that shows Isabel is quick to react and is there. She's going to try to help in every way she can. But it sets a new rule that the TVs are not affected by illusions. Right. Like it can see through that or something because he's like, oh, he had no effect on that. My kind are immune to Yeah, don't waste your time, Spectre. Your smoke and mirrors have no effect on my kind. So apparently, I don't know if that's just him being a former war soldier or just being one of the the robot people or what, but it doesn't, has no effect on him. Right. So then, yeah, quick little fight scene. They take off and then. The initial force of the blast kind of, Gives them, everybody... A stumble. Yeah. Uh, then we get to see that the actual split up of uh, Mark who gets there as he sees the spaceship taking off without him. Oh, crap. Don't know what's going on. The drug dealer's there telling what's going on. Then all of a sudden, Prince Robot, gun rested, like, gun arm ready. I'm ready to arrest you. Your time has come. Like, this is it. And then, chapter 24. And to, I think there's a time jump. Uh, I think this is a, more of a flashback, actually. No. Oh, well, maybe maybe the time jump is at the end of the issue. Yeah. Okay. So, 24, we see Goose, or Gus, or Goose. That's not, that's not how you pronounce it. They try to pronounce the name, like, three times. It's G-U-T-H, 
GH, U with like umlauts over the U, then S. Goose? Nope. No, it's goose. Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> it's just fun to see the, I don't know how to pronounce it, whatever. Apparently, he has some sort of connection to these sea, these walruses and like, well, the Lars I've been able to track is like, what, five kilometers or something like that. It's hard to tell. Like, all right, well, good enough. We're going to use you. And okay, now I know what Mark, what the Will's sister is up to. It was very short, very brief, but it, it's setting more background yeah. for what's what's about to happen. Yep. Then we finally see Gwendolyn. What's going on with her? And Slave Girl slash Sophie is her name. Um, where they are robbing a facility. For, rat, yeah. rat people. That, yeah, that are holding a bunch of copyrights and like magic stuff that, oh, this cures all, because they're trying to cure the will still. Yeah. And uh, like they mentioned, oh, the only reason why they have it is because it'll disrupt the whole, you know, business aspect of drugs and stuff. Right. So like, oh, the pharmaceuticals, yeah, they know better stuff that'll cure everything. But where's the capitalism in that? Where's how are they gonna make money off of that? We need to do this instead. Yep. So they find a secret cure all for this. Um, they break free. They going out to their spaceship to leave. Well, the- one thing I I want to jump back real quick when they're uh, talking to one of the rat guys, he's just like, you know, I've got. Uh, he's gonna rape Gwen. Um, he knocked her out. Yeah. He's going to rape her. After I'm done with your friend, I still have plenty left for you. And then it cuts to the next page where it has the lying cat. She's like, he's like Pounced lying. over him, like yeah. lying, like, oh no, you're going to be dead. Yeah. And I then, thought that was great. And it's like the lying cat didn't just say that someone's lying. No, he told them that they were lying because he made them a liar. Right. <laughs> I thought that was great. Well, especially when they're leaving the facility, he has that creature that mouse face's head in yeah. its mouth and and Gwen's like oh will you please drop that disgusting thing and so he was like oh let her keep the, her toy it's good for her teeth like it's a chew toy yeah. not just oh she just murdered something no no it, it's a good chew toy uh so then Gwendolyn meets the will's sister i forget what her name is um eh doesn't matter yeah i don't know either now he meets her or they meet each other and they're like, all right, we need to take, we need to go find, you know, we're here to, you know, save the will, whatever. And then like, oh, we need to go to this special planet. What what planet is that? Oh, that's where the stock, the spider lady, where she's from. And then we get a weird sex dream, I'm going to say, uh, that the will has while he's in his coma. And yeah, it goes back to, I mean, not a whole lot happens after that. Gus is talking to the drug lady. Then all of a sudden, you see Marco teamed up with Prince Robot. Yep, and it, some time has passed because he's got a new sword, new shield, he's got a beard. So Time has passed. The sword and shield, if you go back the previous, oh, let's see, the beginning of this issue, I think. No, the issue before, when he's at the babysitter's house. Oh, I see the emblem on the shield now. It's kind of like the same bat-looking type of creature that she is. It is actually the sword and shield that was on her oh, living room wall. Okay, I didn't catch that. So that's, so where, that's he, where he got that's it. That's where he got it from. He didn't just randomly show up with a beard you know, with a beard and a sword and shield. He grew the beard, and somehow he, uh, he acquired this sword yeah. and shield from her. And this is the team-up that... Okay, I'm supposed to be hunting you. You're supposed to be running away from me, but both of our kids are involved. Yeah. We can team up to go after this guy that is threatening our kids. Yep, and they're going to make a pretty formidable duo. If you he, know? if Marco Turn, decide, turns down his pacifist ways and goes back into full battle mode. Which his kids are, his I mean, kids in danger. He's proven before he will do anything and everything to protect his kid. Yep, so, so I, I think next series... Memory we, we might say is really good. We, I mean, I, they've all been really good. So. Oh, yeah. So that is where Saga ends at chapter 24. That is, if you're reading soft covers along with us, volume four, we'll be talking about volume five next week, which covers issues 25 through 32, I believe. That's multiples of six. It's usually how it goes. Um, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this re-reading slash us telling you what's going on. Even if you haven't been reading, I hope you like it. I don't know. It's, it gives a quick recap. I mean, yeah. we've, we've talked about it for, what, 15 to 20 minutes? Yeah. And it's, they're long stories. I mean, we are skipping There's, over a lot of juicy details. Yeah, like, a lot of dialogue. That you, I mean, yeah, this is this is just broad strokes of what's going on with that. So, 
With that, we will end the podcast the way we do every single week that Jared usually forgets about. But you reminded me earlier, so I am prepared. And that is our Heroes of the Week, be it comic book related or otherwise. Jared, who is your Hero of the Week? My Hero of the Week is actually going to be my brother, Kevin. He was able to uh, track down a new puppy for us. So we've got a new member of the family. And what's the puppy's name? Shandy. Shandy. What What kind of puppy is it? It is a golden retriever puppy, 12 weeks old. All right. So I want to give the Hero of the Week, I want to say in the recap, it was Shandy, not your brother, because puppy. Yeah. That's the real hero. It's, I almost went that <laughs> route, but I'm like. Eh. And technically, he did the legwork yeah. to bring her in that's and right. all that stuff. So that's good. Maybe next week it will be Shandy. And my Hero of the Week is going to be Dick Grayson because of Robin and Batman. Um, of him, you know, as a grieving child that is you know his parents still died he's he's very much like batman like saw parents saw the parents die trying to make better in the world and the robin and batman story was just so good yeah even though he didn't always act the most heroic in that issue no he he was a kid but he was a kid that like okay under those circumstances i totally get where you're coming from yeah so so yeah those are gonna be our heroes of the week uh just a reminder folks we are here every single week unless something Unless something happens, <laughs> unless you're in the, unless, you know, I I want to knock on some wood. Again. I don't I I don't want any more injuries. Or in case there's any holidays coming up that are falling on Wednesdays or anything, but we plan on being here every Wednesday. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, MySpace, MySpace, uh, Vine, all of the. I mean, I only have those we have, but we do have MySpace, folks. Uh, and we are again, we are now streaming on. Facebook, uh, it's uh, it's only on mobile. So if you're listening, to, if you're if you're listening on Facebook, you're probably listening to it via mobile because it's not on desktop. But that's okay. Uh, otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow the podcast on MySpace. Um, hey, if you're listening to this on Facebook, throw in the comments that you listened and what you think because it's a brand new thing. Where I mean, they put all of our backlog episodes on our Facebook page. Oh, that's but, cool. As far as I know, like there'll be a notification. You'll have to confirm it later because I don't see it as an admin, but you will. If like, hey, Alter Your Comics posted and it's a podcast and it'll show up as a video, but you can shut off your screen, listen to it as a podcast. You can go through the rest of Facebook scrolling through a waltzing to a lot like how MySpace was where everyone had their own home music and you could listen to their page. Funny how that's coming out full circle, but that's okay. Uh, so you're, yeah, like you're bringing it back uh, one way. <laughs> one by step hook at a by, time. By hook or by crook, MySpace is coming back, folks. <laughs> So with that, we'll say thank you for sharing, liking, all that fun stuff, and we will see you next time. I did not drink enough water. My throat is dry.